0: Good evening and welcome to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. I'm Nabil Biadio in Washington on this live broadcast coming to you from Studio 14. Here are some of the top stories making news across South Sudan and Sudan this Friday, January 19, 2024. South Sudanese living with disabilities call on the government in South Sudan not to forget them
1: they shouldn't really uh, ignore our, resp- our voices they should respond to our voices and as you know now we are almost soon going for elections now what if in this in a if election comes in and then it results to war what will what what, what will poor disability do
0: And the regional bloc IGAD gives two weeks for Sudan's warring parties to meet face-to-face to to end the ongoing violence. Emphasized that the Republic of the Sudan does not belong to the parties, to the conflict only but the Sudanese people, and reiterated their call for an immediate and unconditional ceasefire, as well as cessation of hostilities to end this unjust war affecting the people and the Sudan. We will have these stories and more coming up on South Sudan in Focus. The Intergovernmental Authority on Development has given Sudan's warring factions two weeks to meet face-to-face to to de-escalate the situation. The IGAD meeting, which also discussed the tension between Ethiopia and Somalia, made it clear that Somalia's integrity must be respected. Halima Othmani reports from Entebbe, Uganda.
2: The IGAD meeting in Kampala described the conflict and political tension in the Horn of Africa and Sudan as a disturbing, senseless and devastating development. Djibouti President Ismail Omar Gwele, also the IGAD chairperson, said the group's heads of state met with a sense of urgency as the region grapples with challenging times. The conflict in Sudan broke out in April between the National Army led by General Abdel Fattah Burhan and General Mohammed Hamdan Degalo of the Rapid Support Forces. Since then, 7 million people have been displaced and 12,000 have been killed. Sudan suspended its participation in the Kampala-Igad summit, accusing the regional body of violating its sovereignty and setting a dangerous precedent. In a communique read by Djibouti's foreign affairs minister Mahmoud Ali Yusuf, the heads of states, including presidents William Ruto of Kenya and Salva Kiir of South Sudan, along with representatives of the European Union, African Union, and the United Nations, outlined their demands to the warring factions. According to the communique, the conflict must be resolved by the Sudanese without any external interference. I
3: emphasize that the Republic of the Sudan does not belong to the parties,
0: to the conflict only but the Sudanese people and reiterated their call for an immediate and unconditional ceasefire, as well as cessation of hostilities to end this unjust war affecting the people and the Sudan. Recall the commitment of the parties to the conflict and called upon the parties to meet within two weeks.
2: The Igad leaders condemned the ongoing conflict that has caused suffering with people losing hope and the state about to collapse. The Rapid Support Forces has specifically been accused of mass killings and use of rape as a weapon of war, especially in Dafu. Both parties have been accused of war crimes. Meanwhile, Igad expressed concern about relations between Ethiopia and Somalia. Early this month, Ethiopia signed a memorandum of understanding with Somaliland, a breakaway region of Somalia, giving Ethiopia access to the sea. In return, Ethiopia would consider recognizing Somaliland as an independent country. Igad reaffirmed that any such agreement should be with Somalia. Mike Hammer, the U.S. Special Envoy for the Horn of Africa, said the U.S. is particularly concerned that the agreement could disrupt the fight that Somalis, Africa, and regional partners are waging against the terrorist group Al Shabaab. We
3: have already seen troubling indications that Al Shabaab is using the MOU to generate new recruits. We urge both sides to avoid precipitous actions including related to existing Ethiopian force deployments in Somalia that could create opportunities for al-Shabaab to expand its reach within Somalia and into Ethiopia.
2: The African Union Commission chairperson, Mosafaki Mahamat, urged both Somalia and Ethiopia to engage without delay, saying the tension compounds an already difficult time for the region. Halima Thmani for VA News, Entebbe, Uganda.
0: Some security officers in South, in South Sudan's Upper Nile State say crime has fallen in Malakal town and other villages across the state. Some Malakal residents acknowledge the improved security but say more needs to be done to keep peace. Mammer Abraham Court reports for VOA for Malakal.
4: Major General Chola Tim Jonget, the police commissioner in Upper Nile State, says there is calm across the state and crime rates have fallen in Malakal town, he says. The security situation across Upper Nile State looks promising this year. There is no serious case reported or being brought in regard to Malakal Warden Bank. We only received some cases previously, that's like a year ago. But lately, the situation has come from Tonga up to Manyo. He says the security forces have been directed to register and search Sudanese refugees crossing into South Sudan to curb the spread of small arms. The northern part of the state needs caution because most of the Sudanese prisoners were all set free. War split them all over, so criminals with serious crimes are suspected to have crossed to South Sudan. Dr. Kat Deng, the medical director at Malakal Teaching Hospital, says the facility has not received any serious case of injuries due to crime since June back to the June incident where some clashes happened in POC. We received many casualties. Almost more than ten people died during that dinner. But now, in that June as to now, the situation somehow calm. People are just moving freely, and these minor clashes you cannot be considered as a life-threatening. Twenty-six-year-old Ajay Chol, who sells donuts in Malakal town, doubts the security in the town has improved. She says there are potential land disputes in Malakal town adding that the state government should allocate land to returnees to avoid land grabbing.
5: They also need to look at the living conditions of citizens in Malakal. Many people live in other people's houses and they are now being chased out by owners of the houses. They should allude lands to people who do not have land here in Malakal. Land causes conflict and other people fight based on the situation they are living in.
4: 26-year-old Nyok Mijak is a senior four student who runs a boutique business in Malakal town. He says security in Nile state is stable and the communities and government should work hard to keep the peace. He says the deployment of necessary unified forces has boosted security across the state. The fear that comes to makes people fear here in Malakal is when there is rumors outside that there have been raids, and these people they may be in a way of targeting the towns. That one now is not longer existing because the government now have deployed all the, the unified force and they are playing their role. In the town, there was fear of gangs, but now the government have become serious on that one. That one was the threat last year, and this year has reduced. The community of Afanal now, people are living peacefully. Nguyen Teng is the chairperson of internally displaced persons, sheltering in Malakal town, fire brigades, grounds. He says the state government has done well by providing security, but adds that IDPs need food.
1: The security in Afghanistan, uh, within these years, uh, there is a change, but our problem is not about the, the security. Our security is going well. Only segregation of uh, food, that is uh, what we are facing. My meeting to the government of Afghanistan, uh, it is possible, let them work hard about the situation we are facing. Uh, let them talk with the angels in half to support us. In terms of food, let them talk with the World Food Programme about our situations.
4: Gemma Snowdon, World Food Programme, Head of Communications in South Sudan, says eight agencies need $921 million to provide life-saving assistance and investment in long-term resilience building programmes. She says 56% of the population in South Sudan could face extreme hunger levels in 2024. She says inadequate funding will force World Food Programme to cut rations in half for the vulnerable groups in the country. For VOA News, I am Amir Abramquad in Malakal.
0: Some South Sudanese living with disabilities in Juba are calling for an inclusive electoral process as the country prepares to go to the polls in December. The executive director of the South Sudan National Deaf Children and Youth says persons with disabilities in South Sudan are often neglected. Viola Elias has more for VOA from Kampala, Uganda.
5: Josephine Kiden, Executive Director of a Juba nonprofit, South Sudan National Deaf Children and Youth, says despite challenging facing persons with disabilities, they are determined to participate in the matters of the country. Kiden, who has hearing loss, says as the country prepares for the December general election, deaf communities in the states are not aware of the electoral procedures. She urges government to conduct awareness campaigns to allow persons with disabilities take part in the election, the first to be held in the country.
1: The deaf in the villages, they don't know how they are going to vote because they don't know how to get the, the, the what they call voting and also they don't know how whom, whom they are going to vote, whether they belong to SPLM or they belong to, to IO. So this is a challenge to us. We really need this to, to, to be solved out.
5: Marol Deng, who is deaf, says the government should involve persons living with disabilities in all the electoral processes. He's speaking through an interpreter. Deng says as the election is approaching, government should start informing deaf and visually impaired citizens ahead of time.
1: They shouldn't really uh, ignore our, our voices. They should respond to our voices. And as you know now we are almost soon going for elections. Now what if in this in, in if election comes in and then it results to war, what will what what will poor disability do? Remember we have poor physical disabilities, the visual impairment, the deaf. What are we going to do? And also we don't know anything on election. They really leave us behind. You know, people with disabilities, we are general. We have to be connected. We are all South Sudanese.
5: 27-year-old Jubek John who has hearing problems, says in addition to an inclusive electoral process, the justice system in South Sudan needs a lot of work. Is speaking through an interpreter. John says his access to a fair trial was denied due to lack of an interpreter at the police post. He says three of his colleagues were arrested by the police and sent to prison for three years without clear charges in 2020. John says the government should recruit interpreters at all police stations to help deaf people access justice.
1: Two policemen came to our office. That two deaf people are being imprisoned. They have been there for three years. But the police, the police, and then the lawyer, when they went to communicate in the court with the, with these deaf, it was really hard. They could not access the communication. So what they decided, they decided to to leave them. And later on, I found out that uh, these three deaf were being taken to the prison because they were just moving around.
5: The transitional constitution gives people with disabilities all the rights and freedoms under the constitution. For VOA News, I am Viola Elias in Kampala.
0: You're listening to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. Coming up, pressure is mounting on Israel and the U.S. as humanitarian officials say Gaza's health system is collapsing. Find out more. I'm Muck Bill Yaburo, and I have
4: some electrifying news for you. AFCON 2023 is here, and I'll be at Ivory Coast covering all things AFCON for VOA Africa. We'll have exciting coverage on radio,
6: TV, and all of our digital platforms. Make sure you check out voaafrica.com for AFCON updates. Stay locked right here on VOA Africa.
0: You're listening to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. Pressure is mounting on Israel and its main ally, the U.S. As humanitarian officials say, Gaza's health system is collapsing under the weight of tens of thousands of casualties. And the European Union Parliament passes a ceasefire resolution. As leaders of the non aligned movement prepared to meet for a summit, VOS Anita Powell reports from Washington on how this conflict is affecting, is affecting America's reputation and what that means.
7: The U.S. support of Israel as it continues its operation to eliminate Hamas has had global fallout, with the European Parliament on Thursday handily passing resolution that calls for a permanent ceasefire on the condition that the Hamas militant group be eliminated and that its hostages be released. La votazione è aperta. The vote is open. La votazione è chiusa. The
1: vote is closed. Ed è approvata. It is approved.
7: President Joe Biden, who has resisted calls for a ceasefire, said Thursday, we've got a long way to go in the conflict. And while Israel's president acknowledged that the operation has harshly affected the two million residents of Gaza, he says Israel has no choice but to continue. I'm not shying away
3: from the human tragedy in Gaza. And you want to know something? We care. We care. We bo- it, 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 it is pain for us that our neighbors are suffering so much. But how else can we defend ourselves if our enemies decided to entrench themselves in an infrastructure of terror of unbelievable size?
7: Analysts say Washington's support of Israel's operations, which have caused tens of thousands of casualties has absolutely diminished its global standing.
4: Today, the United States is even more isolated on the issue of Gaza at the UN, uh, at the General Assembly, than Russia was two years ago.
7: This has stymied U.S. efforts in other areas, such as its attempt to rally longtime allies to act against Houthi rebels attacking commercial vessels on the Red Sea.
4: The only major country that remained in the coalition was the United Kingdom. The other countries like France, Spain, Italy dropped out. And this again shows how much weakened America's convening power has become because of profound policy um, disagreements that now exist between the United States and some of its closest allies.
7: And it has emboldened those who have long complained about U.S. hegemony, such as South Africa, which earlier this month sued Israel for genocide in the International Court of Justice.
1: We condemn in the strongest terms the appalling slaughter and genocide of the people of Palestine that is being perpetrated in Gaza and the West Bank.
7: In coming days, South Africa will be among 120 delegations meeting in Uganda for a summit of the non-aligned movement, which are nations not formally aligned with or against any major power bloc. Those who watch international bodies closely say this hurts the U.S. too. By indicating that it is willing to, you know, change the course of global will when it's, when it's interested in protecting Israel, the U.S. actually stands to, to delegitimize those institutions, to essentially say these institutions are nothing more than a tool of great power politics. Meanwhile, as this debate rages, this is Gaza. Anita Powell, VOA News,
0: Washington. Israel and the U.S. appear to be on a collision course on how to deal with the Gaza Strip after the war ends. And more than one-third of Israelis believe Israel must maintain control inside the Palestinian enclave and more than a quarter support rebuilding Jewish settlements there. Linda Grastin reports for VOA from Jerusalem.
6: As the fighting between Israel and Hamas continues to rage in Gaza, a conflict is developing between Israel and the U.S. on the diplomatic front concerning the future governance of Gaza. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says that the war could continue into 2025 and that afterwards the Palestinian Authority and its leading Fatah faction should have no role in governing Gaza. Netanyahu says at this moment the Palestinian Authority senior leadership simply refuses to condemn the massacre and some of them even praise it openly. And he adds, they will control Gaza on the day after? Haven't we learned anything? As the Prime Minister of Israel, I will not allow that to happen.
0: As of this moment, the Palestinian Authority senior leadership simply refuses to condemn the massacre, and some of them even
4: praise it. Also, they will control Gaza.
3: On the day after, haven't learned anything. As the prime minister of Israel, I will not allow that
4: to happen.
6: But U.S. officials are working on a very different plan for the Palestinian Authority governing Gaza in the future. Secretary of State Antony Blinken.
7: You're talking about
2: a governance a government and a structure of governance that maximizes the ability of uh, the authority to actually deliver what the Palestinian people want and need. Uh, But it also has to be able to operate in uh, what you might call a permissive environment. In other words, with the support of, uh, with the help of Israel, not with its um,
0: active opposition.
6: Palestinian leaders say the U.S. should be pressuring Israel to stop the war and implement a two-state solution in Gaza and the West Bank. Palestinian prime minister Mohammed Daya says they want a political horizon.
3: Give us a political horizon. We need American measures to support the two states. United States can put serious pressure on the Israelis. United States can tell Israel to stop the war.
6: In 2005, before Hamas took over the Gaza Strip, Israel dismantled 17 Jewish settlements there, ending the Israeli presence in the territory. Palestinians hoped it was the first step toward an independent state. But a new opinion poll by the Jewish People's Policy Institute in Jerusalem finds that just 5% of Israelis today support the U.S. idea of a revitalized Palestinian authority. One-third want to maintain control over Gaza permanently, and one-quarter of Israelis even want to rebuild Jewish settlements in the territory. The U.S. has strongly opposed statements by far-right Israeli ministers in support of rebuilding Jewish settlements in Gaza. Jeremy Sakharov is a retired Israeli diplomat, a former ambassador to Germany who also served at the Israeli embassy in Washington.
0: Any such move in that direction would have a very negative effect on the relationship between Israel and America. And I would point out that even the, the, the prime minister uh, said the other day that they have no intention of staying in Gaza, occupying Gaza.
6: The October 7th attacks have shaken Israelis' sense of security. Analysts say that Israelis are not likely to make concessions until they feel more secure. Shmuel Rosner is a senior fellow at the Jewish People Policy Institute.
2: Israelis are by and large interested in three things: security, security, and security. This this is the only thing they have on their minds at the at the at the current situation. All diplomatic ideas or or you know future thoughts about a possible Palestinian state or separation between Israelis and Palestinians or political processes. All these will have to be postponed for, you know, for an unknown future.
6: Any diplomatic process could also cause the breakup of Netanyahu's far-right coalition government. That could happen anyway after the war ends, as a large majority of Israelis want to see new elections. Linda Gradstein, VOA News, Jerusalem. It's
0: time for our listener comment segment and we start with these voice messages. This
2: is Peter Goshanyangwa, in Jongle state South Sudan. As African Cup of Nations is ongoing in Ivory Coast, I wish the Chipolo Polo of Zambia a success and I wish them also to win this cup in 2024 as the champion of the African Cup of Nations. Thank you.
5: Hi, John and Bill. This is Mala in Seattle, Washington. My question today is, Who supervises journalists in South Sudan between National Security Service and Media Authority? It's absurd that the unscrupulous national security apparatus are still harassing certified journalists in South Sudan. These imbecile powers should know their limit. Otherwise, South Sudan is moving nowhere with national security personnel.
0: Many of you also wrote to us about events and news in South Sudan and Sudan. Aligo Joel from Uganda says, Hello, VOA, South Sudan in Focus. I appreciate your program for allowing listeners to share their views. South Sudanese leaders have failed to lead the country, and it is better for them not to run in the 2024 election. Since independence in 2011, the country has slid into civil war due to chronic diseases affecting our leaders. He goes on to say, they are not fulfilling their roles in response to the citizens' demands. Please, before we remove you through an election decree, enough is enough. Thanks. Jacob Dior Machueng from Ural in Lake State says, Dear South Sudan in focus, to ensure the government can conduct elections at the end of this year, peace dialogues are necessary in areas where citizens are in conflict. He says, for example, between Pibor and Jongulay, Switch of Warab in a Bia administrative area. By doing this, he says the government will be taking a step toward ensuring peaceful elections. Samuel Remo in YaI writes. Hi, John Tanzan Nabil Biajo. We South Sudanese people should stop complaining over the radio about the inflation of prices of commodities in the market. In our planning, when South Sudan gained independence in 2011, we failed to prioritize the production sector, which could have created more wealth and jobs to drive economic development despite climate change challenges. Isaac saber Hamis from Western Equatoria State in Yambio says, Hello, VOA South Sudan in Fokin. EGAD should prove its neutrality in all interventions mediating conflicts in Africa. Otherwise, the Sudanese government has the right to boycott the summit in Uganda. The dynamics of the Sudan conflict require EGAD to approach it wisely, using neutrality to avoid deepening mistrust between EGAD and Sudan. Thanks. Thomas Tunkoj. From Olfangak Payam says, hello, VOA South in Focus. I am appealing to the government of Jonglei State and the national government to prioritize an action plan to address road ambushes along the Juba and Jonglei State highway. These incidents, he says, make life difficult for highway road users. I am requesting the government to deploy more troops along the road and provide frequent patrols for the safety of citizens. Mading Malwal Alwong in Malakal Town writes, Dear Adija Chwil, a Juba based cartoonist, I must commend you, my brother, for possessing extraordinary insight. Your ability to address the rampant injustices in South Sudan through your daily cartoons is truly remarkable. You skillfully portray the harsh realities of our nation's current affairs, surpassing the impact of all forms of media combined. I extend my heartfelt congratulations to you and encourage you to continue your invaluable work. Johanna Jay from Jongulay State in Town, says, Dear VOA, our politicians are talking about elections taking place in 11 months. But I wonder how, since our leaders are insecure to travel to the Nile region to understand the suffering of their people. Otherwise, we are in favor of elections for better change. And that's all we prepared for you this Friday, January 19th, 2024. Don't forget to check out VOAAfrica.com for all your favorite programs and news updates. If you miss this broadcast, go to www.voaafrica.com forward slash South Sudan. We now leave you with Emmanuel Kembe and the song Akulubarao.
3: man give you a few denar. Nella, give me ne a few denar. Ugu le a mahata. Aku nata ni nubada. Aku lubarao. Aku lubarao kireja ni nawara. Aku lubarao kisha jaga beli.
0: I must say the opinions expressed in our listener comments segment do not reflect the views of VOA or of this program. We appreciate hearing from all of you. Keep those comments coming. And we've been listening to Emmanuel Kembe and the song Akulubarawa. I am your host, Nabil Biagio, in Washington. On behalf of our producer, Kwame Ofori, and engineer, Peter Huntley, thanks for taking the time to be with us. Remember to join us again next week for another edition of South Sudan in Focus from The Voice of America. <laughs>
3: Tan kamangezindu kirahia Na kubara Ana sima galiba udalisa ketir vivonga Na kubara Asho akikore auzo materesa kalina